All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Amion. And today, we're going to do a little reading. I'm going to read a few articles or just a couple snippets of articles uh, from one of our news websites. This is NBC News. This, by no way, shape, or form, indicates my opinion on uh, these social topics. But I just want to give you guys a quick little, you know, thing to test yourself and see where your level of English is at. Now, this is the everyday English language. Uh, this is the everyday English they use, uh, maybe some unusual terms if you're just not familiar with the broader scope of English, more so than a localized aspect of the language. Um, this would be talking about everything from structural damage, engineering, abortion, hell on earth, you know, whatever the heading is, I'm reading it. And those were just words that I just read off of this website. Any one of those words could uh, open an article. But I think we'll get into that as I'm sipping on a uh, creme brulee. Back on my creme brulee. I don't know for how long, but today this is what we're sipping on. Just polished off an ample Danish. You know, took it in. Watching the sunset. It's already 8, almost 8.30. It's 8.24 right now and the sun is still up. So we're having the later sunsets. Um, just enjoying these purple skies. Sipping a little warm creme brulee. Even though it is already um, probably about 70 something degrees. High 70s. Humidity's up, feels like it's 85, but we're doing what we got to do. We're going to get it done. Just took a sip there. I had a other topic I was going to talk about, but I said, you know, we're just going to keep it organic, not put too much thought into it. I mean, if we come across it, we come across it. But here's a little something for you to uh, test your listening skills, test your comprehension of the English language, and see if you can grasp some of these concepts that are discussed in these articles. Without further ado, I'll take another sip. I, I actually don't mind taking these sips. I, I rather enjoy this. All right, here we go. Ah, that's hot. All right, now let's get into it. All right, so if you're familiar, you know, with the world and you have an ear, two eyes, maybe you've read something in the last 24 hours or maybe you've heard something, you've probably heard about the little fiasco in Florida where one of the condos collapsed. This is an article on that. I'm reading it for the first time, just like you. I mean, I just briefly scanned it to look over it, make sure the text isn't too crazy for you. But um, we're going we're gonna to read a little bit of it. I don't know if we'll read all of it, but I'll just read a couple of sections to see um, what's going on in the world with this situation. Um, so to start, it says, Engineer warned of major structural damage years before Florida condo collapsed. Failure to replace the waterproofing in the near future will cause the extent of the concrete deterioration to expand exponentially, Frank said in October 2018 report. All right, let's see what Tom, Henry, and Dee Dee wrote about this little situation. A consultant warned there was evidence of major structural damage below the pool deck of a Miami Beach area condo building nearly three years before it collapsed. As officials continue to investigate what caused the deadly collapse at Champlain or Champlain Tower South, officials in the Florida city's Southside suburb late Friday released a trove of documents related to the building, including the consultant's October 2018 report. The findings from consultant engineer Frank also showed there was abundant cracking and crumbling in the underground parking garage of the 12-story building which suddenly collapsed as residents slept in the early hours of Thursday morning. Frank said the waterproofing below the pool deck and entrance drive was failing, 
causing major structural damage to the concrete structural slab below these areas. Failure to replace the waterproofing in the near future will cause the extent of the concrete deterioration to expand exponentially. The main issues with waterproofing, Frank said, were it had been laid on a flat structure, which had not been sloped to drain, so the water sat on the waterproofing until it evaporated. This was a major error by the original developers, he said. Frank also noted that several sizable spalls were noted in both the top side of the entrance drive ramp as well as the underside of the pool. The entrance drive and planter slabs, which included instances with exposed deteriorating rebar, visual observations revealed that many of the previous garage uh, concrete repairs after failing, resulting in additional concrete cracking, spelling, and leaching of calcium carbonate deposits, he said, adding that he was convinced that the previously installed epoxy injection repairs were ineffective in properly repairing the existing cracked and spalled concrete slabs. Frank went on to recommend that concrete slabs, which were showing distress by the entrance and pool deck, be removed and replaced in their entirety. Unfortunately, all of these failed slab areas are under brick pavers, decorative stamped concrete and planters, which require completed waterproofing replacement, he said. Frank gave no indication that the building was in imminent danger, but he said that it needed repairs, which would be aimed at maintaining the building's structural integrity. Though some of this damage is minor, most of the concrete deterioration needs to be repaired in a timely fashion, he said. Frank Consultants said in a statement that it was working closely with investigating authorities to understand why the structure failed. So, Frank is obviously up here trying to save somebody's tail, uh, but at the same time throw somebody in the bus, saying that this could have been prevented if people had done regular in, uh, inspections of the building. I guess buildings such as a condo in Miami, any building, I mean, should have regular inspections you know, to make sure everything's up to code so things like that don't happen. Like your house, I'm sure it has to be inspected. It had to be inspected before you moved in unless you build it with your hands. But even then, you would have to have somebody inspected to make sure that it's inhabitable, right? We're not going to go too deep into that. I mean, it's a gruesome topic somewhat. I mean, they're still finding bodies. I mean, the building pretty much just collapsed and people fell inside, you know, it just got crushed and little fires and stuff so i mean it's not it's not the prettiest scene but um that's a little text from that let's see if we can find something uh on a different topic now this here looks interesting it's something about a black activist uh in an abortion clinic so let's see what's going on there somewhere in mississippi outside mississippi's only abortion clinic a black activist ensures women are not alone when Asia Brown was a teenager, Mississippi passed the strictest abortion ban in the nation. Now she escorts patients past confrontations and protests. So before this gets into it, let's just get a little context on what happens. So if anybody knows anything about an abortion clinic, this is a place where a female may choose to go to terminate a pregnancy. Now, some people feel this is a woman's choice. Some people feel this isn't a woman's choice. I'm not here to take sides on either one, just reporting the facts. So with these abortion clinics, when people go up, go in to be serviced or, you know, consulted, sometimes they're met with protesters, people that just stand outside expressing their beliefs with signs and picketing. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. 
or do this, do that, you know, protesters, which just already exacerbates an already stressful situation. So it looks like Miss Asia Brown is somebody that has taken, taken the helm and is trying to lead women or families through this uh, tougher time, through this barrier of people to get into the building, because there's only one clinic in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. So we'll read a little bit of it. Uh, this was written by Bracey Harris. On June 10th, 2021, at 4.30 a.m., I guess this girl's an early bird. So let's see, Asia Brown doesn't expect subtly from the protesters who congregate outside the Jackson's Women Health Organization, always with the same goal in mind, to stop those heading inside from having abortions. She watched this year as a woman with a license plate for one of the state's public universities pulled up to the pink-hued facility, the sole abortion clinic in the state. One of the protesters, an elderly white man, yelled at the woman that she was killing a future recruit for the university's football team. To Brown, it was as if the man had whittled down the worth of the black woman. He was chiding to one purpose, being a football player producing machine. Brown, 20 years old, who is the only black volunteer patient escorted at the clinic, compared the episode to colonization. Who are you to be yelling, Brown said, recalling her feelings in the moment. What are you doing to support us in our everyday lives? Are you fighting for better education? In Brown's experience, the interjection of race and racism into Mississippi's abortion rights debate doesn't always play out so bluntly. But the racial dynamics shaping the state's past and present are inseparable. From whom is seeking and able to access abortion services within its borders and who will be able to do so in the future? Last month, the Supreme Court agreed to hear a case sparked by a 2018 Mississippi law that sought to limit access to abortions in the state. The statute, which has not been enforced, imposes a near-blanket ban on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. So, it's getting pretty heavy, right? Getting pretty in the weeds. Um, what do you think about that? You know, just take a second to think about that. What's going on? What, what are they talking about? I mean, do we, do we understand what abortions are in English? Do we understand about laws and legislation and what a clinic is and what activists are and protesters and why this lady's taking a stand? Um, why the guy made the comment that he made? Do you see his point of view? Was he wrong? Is he right? There's a lot of things you can just take from a small text such as this. I mean, there's plenty of vocabulary, of course. But the deeper understanding, especially when you start talking about law agencies and law excuse me laws and statutes and things like that might be you know time to pull out a dictionary and write down a word if it, you thought it was interesting but this article can be found on nbcsnews.com it's called outside mississippi's only abortion clinic a black activist ensures women are not alone by bracy harris can't help but sound like a reporter you know when you find your little rhythm during the reading We'll take a break here, and then I think maybe we'll read one more, and then we'll close it out. All right, as we get into this, you'll understand the reason that a lot of people don't read the news. Even in your own country, you probably don't read the news or pay attention to it, because most of it's depressing. They never say, in today's news, uh, the world is having a great day. Everybody's happy. Nobody died. There were a hundred new babies born, healthy, and they will all be geniuses by the time they're five. You'll never hear a headline like that. It's always panic-driven, you know, fear-driven. They're always trying to evoke that response, so people run in fear, and then they tune in 
to the next article and read and read and read. If you just sit here and read articles like this all day long, you'll go crazy. I mean, it's just it'll just put a slant on your view of the world. I said the best way to know the world is to get out there and experience it. But with that said, we'll take another sip. And we've changed sites here. We've jumped over to ABC News. Um, this is an article called Court Tosses Lawsuits Against Store in Texas Church Killing. The Texas Supreme Court says survivors and relatives of those killed in the 2017 mass killing at a church can't sue a sporting goods chain for selling the gunmen the rifle used in the attack. Of course, but do we need to write a whole article about it? It's like somebody buying a Tesla, running over five people, and then saying, we're going to sue Tesla because they sold in the car. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, I guess somebody uh, tried to do it. So I digress, as they say. Now let's just stick to the facts and read the article. The facts written in the article doesn't mean we agree with them or disagree with them. We're just going to read it. Okay, but you can see how it gets you a little warm. It's got me a little warm. All right, let's see what it says. By the Associated Press. All right. Austin, Texas. The Texas Supreme Court says survivors and relatives of those killed in the 2017 mass killing at a church can't sue a sporting goods chain for selling the gunmen the rifle used in the attack. The court on Friday threw out four lawsuits against Academy Sports and Outdoors that alleged a San Antonio area store negligently sold the gun to Devin Kelly in 2016. Kelly killed more than 2,000 people when he opened fire at the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs. The 26-year-old then killed himself during a chase after the shooting. Academy Sports and Outdoors, where the shooter purchased a Ruger AR-556 semi-automatic rifle that included a 30-round magazine, had appealed after two lower courts declined to dismiss lawsuits. The Supreme Court agreed with Academy and ruled the petitions were prohibited by the U.S. Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. The act protects retailers from lawsuits arising from criminal attacks by third parties. The lawsuit said that Kelly provided the store clerks with a Colorado ID and the U.S. Gun Control Act required Academy to comply with Colorado gun laws before approving the purchase. Colorado, however, prohibits the sale of magazines holding more than 14 rounds. While Academy sold Kelly a rifle that came packaged with a 30-round magazine, but the court said the sale was legal because the federal law applies to the sale of firearms, not components. Shooting survivors and relatives have also sued the U.S. Air Force, which failed to report a domestic violence conviction that would have prohibited Kelly from purchasing a firearm. Kelly had been found guilty of assaulting his wife and stepson and was dishonorably charged dishonorably discharged from the service in 2012, but Air Force officials failed to report the conviction to the FBI background check system despite a requirement to do so. So, just adding a little bit, adding a little bit of context here, it looks like somebody thinks if the Air Force had done their job and told him that the guy was jacked and completely messed up, maybe he would have been able to purchase the gun, so they're trying to use that to somehow orchestrate a wrongful sale or an unlawful sale of a firearm to somebody who's completely off their rocker. Now, as you can see, uh, reading the news is a good way to introduce yourself to new vocabulary, new topics, um, and just get a little deeper into the language. I mean, this is a pretty much a 
superficial article, but just a little deeper to the language as far as broadening your horizon. Some of these words you're just not going to come into contact with in your regular conversation. You're going to be talking to people, unless you're an arms dealer, you're not going to be talking about Ruger AR-556 and 30-round clips and 50-round drums. You just it, the, the conversation's not going to happen. You're not going to talk about U.S. Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be talking about all this government legislation stuff, just like I said with the other articles. But you have to know about these things, not in a, you know, subterranean level, like you're just ground level with this stuff, you know, deep with it. No, but you do need to know a little bit of it. You need to know what a government is. You need to know what laws are. Now, you know these things in your native language, but you need to be able to express these things and listen to these things and understand these things in the English language, since that's your target language. If you're ever over here and they say, well, they just passed a new law. You don't want to be walking around saying, what's a law? You'd rather be saying, well, what law is that? You know, what's the policy? Uh, just on a basic level, just so you kind of have an idea what's going on. Um, condos and things like that, you know, those are pretty much everywhere. So you should know what that means. But um, yeah, most of the time when you read the news, you'll come across new words, new topics, things that you could explore. Now, let's just say I didn't know English, right? Let's just say I wasn't privy to the English language. What would I do with an article like this? I might go and look up what an AR-556 is. I might look look a little bit into this um, this killing that took place, you know, the 26-year-old at the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs. I might see what's going on there, follow up the story a little bit, fully understand what's going on. You know, what is a mass killing? I know what a killing is. I know what it means to be killed. I know what it means to kill someone. I know what it means to shoot someone. I know what it means to be shot. But what is a kill a mass killing what does that mean is that like a whole bunch of people or just three people what what are we talking about here and then sue what does it mean to sue someone what does it mean to um file a lawsuit they're all pretty much uh similar but you understand that once you know what the words mean maybe you already do um but there's a little english for your coffee and um let me take a sip here and I will see you in the next one.